Hello, beautiful humans, and thank you for joining us for this episode of Spilling the Tea on Leadership. I'm your friend who is always early, Jack Hesser. And I am your friend who is learning to listen and can't shut up, Ben Yoder. <laughs> for any first-time listeners, Spilling the Tea on Leadership is a podcast that talks about what does it mean to be a leader and people's different experiences in leadership, centering queer voices. It's so great to have you on the podcast, Ben. I'm um, so happy to be here. For all of our friends listening, Ben and I met at Ball State through our work with Homecoming, but actually, we technically go back further than that because we're from the same hometown. Gotta love Elkhart County. We love it. (laughs) One of the (laughs) highest COVID rates in the country. Doing the most, doing the most up there. (laughs) Um, Ben is a brilliant music educator, and thus I know for a fact that he's familiar with the concept of an icebreaker. I've done a few. Like that sound effect? You know what? It's really hard to find an icebreaking sound effect that is like copyright. You know what I'm saying? It's no copyright royalty free. Right. I think it's find hard to find any sounds that are not copyrighted these days. Yeah, People need to be generous with their sound effects. I think. Yeah. Um. So Ben, my icebreaker for you: If you had to pick one musician to compose the soundtrack for your life, who yeah. would it be? So I I've been doing a lot of thinking about this uh, since I saw the outline, and I really. I, I'm, I'm torn, but I think I know the answer. I really kind of want Lizzo to do it um, because I feel like we could get a really big, I mean, there'd be a lot of variety, but there would also be a lot of boss tracks on there, things that people would want to listen to, things that I would want to listen to. Like, and I'm just a really big, I'm Lizzo's one of And Lizzo's you're learning people. to listen, but you also want people to listen to you. That's, That's correct. That is correct. And uh, like I said, can't shut up learning to listen. You know, it's a, it's a process. But yes, I think it would be Lizzo because I feel like we get some really good stuff uh, from her for for the soundtrack of my life. What about you, Jack? Who would you choose? Um, well, before I answer that, I want to go deeper to Lizzo. So that's also right. a really good choice because you know she's a flautist and like she does have a little bit of like classical training. Right. And I think she, if she wanted to, I, maybe this already exists on the, the internet, but like I bet she could also, if she wanted to, compose some cool classical stuff too. Oh, she totally could. She's classically trained. She she went to school for music for a while. Like she she knows what she's doing. Yeah. So I mean, that's why I say we'd get some good variety there. We'd get some some good pop. We get some good R and B, some rap. But we'd also might get a few more, you know, slow, um, sentimental tracks. Perhaps she uses her flute for that. I don't know. But she's I'm so that's, good. That's actually, Lizzo is like actually so crazy talented. She's wonderful. She's wonderful. Yeah. Um, I would. I was gonna say Lady Gaga. For similar reasons, though, in terms of yep. just like a wide breadth of genres that she's covered and studied, you know, a little bit of jazz, right? Some pop, you know, some dance music. Um, she's a she's a solid choice. She was on my list too. So yeah, yeah. I just yeah, that's my my wide range. Also, I think Lady Gaga's team maybe more, more maybe more so than Lady Gaga. Who knows? But uh, is good with the collabs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if they want someone, they will find you and they, they will, will do the. And I don't know if you know this, I just saw this on the TikTok, um, but they she actually recorded a collab with um, Cher. And they didn't- I did not know it. that. They, they didn't release it because Lady Got, so like it wasn't, she didn't write the song specifically for her and Cher, but her team like reached out. They had like Cher like record it. And Lady Gaga was like, no, like if, when I do a duet with Cher, I want it to be a song because I wrote it for Cher. She's like, I don't want it to be like, oh, this is a song on my album and we're going to feature Cher on it. She's like, I want to write. So it exists somewhere, somewhere in the world. There is a duet with Cher and Lady Gaga that, that none of us have heard. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure most of our, our little heads would explode if we heard that. I know mine would. So I, I you know, I hope I'm in a private place when that happens. That's um, my goal, though. That's okay, so goal. let me, can I give you an honorable mention also? Yeah. So the honorable mention for me was Adele. 
And I say that, I say divorce that, babe. Uh, divorce. I mean, and I, and I, this is, I say that as someone who has not yet listened to her, to her latest album, um, because I, I know, I know, I know, and we can talk about it later, but, but I'll give you just the real skinny and sweet version. I have to be in a real specific mindset to listen to Adele's albums in full. Cause when I, when I and do it, and I've done it with a very specific mindset to listen to you. Is that what you're getting at? Yes. I have to be in the mindset I have to be, and I just haven't been. And like, cause when I listen to her albums, like I want to listen to the whole thing straight through probably a bottle of wine or two, two probably. Um, and just, and, you know, and just really be in my space. And she's one of the only artists I feel that way about that I need to listen that way. So, and, and I wanted to do it over break. It didn't happen. I mean, we're going back to school tomorrow. I don't know if you guys are going back to school tomorrow, but we are. Um, so, so okay, we're going to have really good maybe, so, maybe sometime later this week. We'll see. You're going to love it, Ben. You're, it's so good. It's a great album. And you, and you really hit the nail on the head in terms of like, for me, it's an album. Like it is a good album, like front to finish album. No, there are not. I mean, and I think some people like, they believe that the only, like what makes a good artist now is like their ability to, write a number one hit right you know what i'm saying or like write multiple number one hits and the number right. of top 10 tracks you have that's how good you are and i mean well i mean she also does do very well the charts but like that's not like this album just front to finish is just such a good musical experience and more so than her other albums this one really like dabbles in lots of like she takes more risks my favorite song which nobody in the media loves um <laughs> is the very first track strangers by nature it's so reminiscent of like big band like, i mean like I, I don't know. It's, I shouldn't say big band. That's not accurate, but like just, it's a different kind of songwriting that I really, I enjoy a lot. I'm glad to see her expanding. Cause she's, she's the queen of the ballad. I mean, that woman can write yeah. a ballad and it just, you know, it'll get you every time. Like I remember I've cried to so many of her songs. I mean, like most people and yeah, so that's good. I'm glad to see she's expanding. I'm excited. You have made me excited. I'm going to push it up on my to-do list to make it happen. That's one of, that can be one of your goals. One of your goals for, for, for yeah, it is January. And so we're going to be talking about goals and resolutions all month on this podcast. So Ben, I need to know right away, do you or your friends, do you do the New Year's resolution thing? I didn't this year. I have in the past. Um, a resolution is a strong word for me because it's it's like it it's a very firm decision, right? It's like I am going to do this. This is exactly how I'm going to do it. I tend to focus more on goals. Like at the end of at the end of the year, especially this last year, you know, it was such an odd year. I think for all of us, for a myriad of reasons that we don't have to go into because everybody knows them. I really spent some time reflecting on um, on my life and its path and and my you know and what I where I want to go and where I am and and. And thinking about hurdles, to me, it's always about what hurdles are in the way of me getting from point A to point B, where I want to go. What are the things that are holding me back? And so I don't make resolutions. I just set goals. Um, and so what's, how is those, how are those different? Because so Derek's very- I think a goal, So I, I will tell you, for me, a resolution is very firm. A goal is a, uh, is less, it, it gives you more, at least for me, in my mind, gives me more wiggle room to figure out how to get there. Like, cause you know, if you, if you, res, if you make the resolution, I'm going to work out every day, I guess you could also call that a goal if you really wanted to. Um, I don't know. It just, the language is less harsh and maybe that's just my own mind playing games, but like, I like the, the reflection and goal verbiage better than I like the, um, than I like the resolution verbiage. Okay, Derek is exactly the same way. So like when I'm, I, New Year's is my favorite time of the year because I love goal setting. Right. And, but I've, I've always approached it as like goals and I like break down how I'm going to get to them. And, and when Derek and I started dating, he was like, oh no, I don't do New Year's resolutions. And then he showed me what he was doing. I'm like, Derek, you're making goals. Like, that's literally the same thing. Like, it's garbage. A resolution is just a goal that you resolve to do. Like, 
those are the same thing but he like he feels very strongly so now I think that's what we call them like at our house like we have our our annual goals I just I don't understand I don't know why there are people like I have people in my friend group who are like we don't do news resolutions here are my 2021 goals here are my 2022 goals I'm like that's the same thing I don't get it I think, you know, the other thing for me, and they don't always come in the new year either, right? You can make goals anytime. Like, you know, you could be reflecting and, sh- and should be reflecting on on what's going on in your life and your leadership journey all the time. And so, like, I think that New Year's is a great time to come up with new goals and figure out what you want to do or starting fresh. It's a new year. But, like, I've really tried to make it a point, too, to to constantly be thinking about, like, you know, what do I need to do? What do I need to adjust? How am I, you know, how am I interacting with other people? All that stuff. You know, so I yeah. actually, so, you know, I, I, I do the most, um, but you do. I do. So actually, so when we do like our, our goals, um, every three, like I have it in my calendar every three months, I do a goal revision. So like, I literally look at all the goals I set and I say, okay, which one of these, so like in March this year, I'll say at the end of March, I'll say like, all right, like which of these goals resolutions, like aren't, aren't it. Like, you know, like this is just, this was cute in January. Like I thought I, this was what, something that January Jack wanted, but like yeah. March Jack is not, right. not of the time to do right. that. Um, That's awesome. That's great. And I, then love- I, I will also be like, okay, I'm in a new headspace. So what am I going to add to, right? Like what's the new things that are exciting to me? And sometimes new things come into your path and you don't, you know, that things that you didn't plan for, things that you didn't think about you know, previously. So I think that's great. Like making those revisions. I need to start doing that because that sounds very, um, very structured, which I like. You're like every three months we look every three. I like that idea. I might have to take that idea. From well, you thank you. It's, Derek has mixed feelings. It depends on the month. <laughs> Some months Derek's really down for it. And other times he's like, why are we doing this? When I love that you have a partner and a husband who like you both agree that that's something that's important to you. Like, I think that's really cool because I mean, then obviously you can help each other you know, to along the path and, and figure that out together. So I think yeah, that's it's like cool. eating vegetables, which we know it's important. You know, <laughs> he doesn't always, he doesn't always love it. Um, do you, how do you feel about, so it is January. And so like, this is the month that we're going to see this huge influx of <clears throat> gym to the, you know, to yoga, all, all the things. Um, what culture of January, how do you feel about that? When you see like the rush of people to, to do these things, is that something that you find exciting? Do you find that makes you roll your eyes? Um, it doesn't make me roll my eyes. I think that, um, like I said, I'm a fan of, of, of reflecting and, and, and adjusting all year long, similar to yourself. Um, but I think that if this is the, if this is the catalyst that people need to jump off the, you know, to jump off the block and start the race or whatever, like, great, more power to you. Um, I myself do not go to the gym enough. Um, all year long, <laughs> you know, from January all the way to December. Um, and so it's all, I think it's always great. Like when I do go, consistent, then. <laughs> I'm consistent, not going enough, like, you know, and I know that about myself and, and, you know, so I do love seeing new friends at the gym whenever I go, like at this time of year, um, it's always nice. Like, and by new friends, I mean, people I don't know anything about that are on the treadmill next to me or on the machine next to me or whatever, um, on the spin bike next to me, <laughs> you know, um, great new conversations. But like I said, like, even though that isn't my thing, I think that if it is your thing and it's something that, that helps you to move forward, then go for it by all means. Like I support you. That's great. I, I love the January energy. I love, I love everything about, it. not just like the gym portion of it, but just like the idea everyone is not everyone, but like most people are so like optimistic about what the year is going to be like and like have these grand visions or realistic visions for like what they want to do and accomplish. And I just love that because it feels so exciting. I think January energy is really like anything is possible. And as someone who has little to no confidence at the gym year round in terms of like equipment, right? Um, it does not, 
right? Yeah, like it does not bother me that people don't know what they're doing because I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing either. And I come here every month. <laughs> like, I'm here every month that I don't know what I'm doing. So yeah. the eye rollers who are like, oh, like now my gym's more crowded. I leave that negative energy in 2021 because it's and everyone like you got to start somewhere and there's a learning curve for all of it that's what it is you got to start somewhere that's a very good way to put it like you know and, and i think the somewhere for a lot of people is january because they're like this is a new start this is a new year it's a new me and like i said that's awesome like i don't like i said i don't subscribe necessarily to that whole new year new me thing like i think you you carry a lot of yourself into the new year and you just have to figure out now how you're going to operate within the new year as yourself you know what i mean so it, it just and maybe that's just that's just verbiage again it could be where it just doesn't line up for me but i support anyone who loves who who, who uses this as a way to jump off and, and do what they need to do so that's great so when people are trying to like stick with it or you you do say you do like goals not oh, yeah. resolutions but goals how do you like help yourself stick to it Right. Or is there a point where you're like, I'm done. This is, um, well, there are, there have been, of course, there's been times where I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. You know, where I just, I'm like, I, I can't do that for whatever reason. And some of the reasons are valid and some of them are lazy. I mean, you know, like, I think we can be honest about that here, but I do a lot of journaling, a lot of journaling, a lot of writing, um, just about, you know, life in general. I try to journal every day. Do you have like um, a prompt or do you, is it just like kind of free write? It's free write. It's a free write. And it's, you know, that's something that I, I did when I was younger. Like I have, oh my gosh, Jack, I have so many. And my mom actually just gave me all these boxes of stuff because they moved and got a smaller house and like they're downsizing. And mom's like, you got to take all this stuff because, you know, all the things she saved from when I was younger, awards, letter jacket, whatever else, you know, all that stuff, cards, really too much stuff. Um, but she gave that all to me when they moved. And so it's in all these like tough, you know, these big boxes, like big, you know, plastic tubs. And so I'm going through it and there are like seven or eight like journal diary things in there. And I haven't opened them yet because I'm afraid to read them. I'm, I just, I feel like there's going to be all kinds of angst and all kinds of like. That's reason you know, to read them though. Re like no, oh, I'll do it. Oh, I'm going to do it. I mean, I will. But, but no, anyway. And so it's something that's enjoyed best with a bottle of wine though. Oh, oh no. Yeah. And you know that that's what I'll do. You know me well enough to know that, but, but, you know, and so then when I got to college, like I kind of stopped doing that and then, you know, got into my career and started teaching and just never really found the time. And until up about a year and a half ago, um, when my therapist was like, you really should, you should start journaling and keeping track of what you're doing. And, and it just, I mean, I was like, oh, that sounds like a lot of work, you know, but when I started doing it, like first it was for mental health purposes, but now I think it's just like a, it's just like a life um, it's a life hack, like really, because then I can go back and look and I can set goals and I can write about them and I can go back and flip and say, okay, yeah, well, how am I feeling about this? What am I doing? Like, it just helps me process my thoughts and keep them in one place. And as a person who is pretty reflective um, in general about life, like what works, what doesn't, what could work better, like that's my constant ask of myself. So this really helps me to keep all of that in one place. Um, yeah, so big fan it. of it. I'm I, I'm not great at journaling. So a few years ago, I did like gratitude journal was one of my, like my resolutions, one of my goals. And I did it. And like every week I like wrote in it and it was really fun at the end of the year to look back and like read my weekly. It really, especially because it was, well, it was 2020, right? So it was really helpful that that was the year I did it. Cause then at the end of the year, I was able to be like, okay, parts of this year really sucked. <laughs> but like, yeah, and you, but like, and you have to say that. There was a lot of joy in the book and I liked it. But for whatever reason, it didn't make last year because I told you I do these like three month check-ins I like did such a bad job in January February March, like and so at the end of March I just like I just cut it because I was like this is just not working for me but but 
something that I do love, um, a group of my friends from college, and I actually, I used to do this in high school too, but we have this, uh, it's a journal, it's a book of many things, and we mail it to each other. And so we like, you'll write, like we each will take turns like writing a page and it doesn't have to be a free write. Um, some people choose to do like, they'll write a poem or they'll like, just take a picture, right? They're like, I was busy this month. And so they'll just take a picture and print it off and like put it into the notebook. And we just have been passing around since college. It's actually probably by the end of this year, it'll finally be full. That, sometimes is, that is awesome. And what a cool artifact then to be able to have and look back on later, you know, like that's, that's awesome. I also love that. a, good, a good excuse to like reach out to people and be like, Hey friend, um, Looks like you've had it for six months. <laughs> like, is everything okay? No yeah, one's yeah. heard from you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, how cool to be able to keep in touch with like your people that way. Yeah. And there's, I think there's some vulnerability to that too, right? Because people are writing, you know, they're putting, and then they pass it on to the next person. That's cool. I like they're, it more than doing, um, I've also done it like, you know, like where you write a letter to someone each month. And, and I like doing that too. But I think the journal is a little bit more sustainable, right? Yeah. Because like, you do it when it gets back to you. <laughs> there's right, right, there's right, a little right. bit of built-in accountability because like right. someone's waiting for it as opposed to being like, no one's going to know, right? If no one's going to know, who's going to know? Uh, if you like don't, if you're just doing a letter every month, like no one knows that if you don't send it right, no one knows that you were going to write a letter that you didn't send. So I, I like goals that have elements of accountability to them so that you do sort of have this little bit of external pressure to, to keep you going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, one of the things that I, I do struggle with though, as it relates to like goal setting, um, is like social media, <laughs> um, and trying to think about goals that are really for me and not goals that I create for myself because of the culture of comparison that exists on social media, especially, especially as queer men, you know, yeah. you're going through, you're going through the Twitter, the Instagram, et cetera. And uh, I mean, it's not really a singular experience to queer men. Um, but I think sometimes we're, I think, I'm going to get canceled for this. Um, sometimes I think that, that queer men are like really bad about, we'll gas each other up, but also post these crazy unrealistic, like, realities do you know what i'm saying like oh yeah like, oh, oh yeah but also like here's this maybe steroids maybe not maybe just super edited like photo of this average life i'm living well, okay and okay I, I would love to talk to you about this this is if we can you know just go off to the side here for a minute the yeah social media is an interesting place and i think it's it is i've got some really good things out of it i've also i've also got some you know i think we've all had some terrible experiences on social media and, and i and i know that i i can admit that i've been part of some other people's terrible experiences on social media i know i have um over the years but i think that's right this it's a facade right there are there are so many people on social media and i think as queer men this is a major thing like you see i'll just use an example like you see couples right you see these couples who have perfect homes, perfect clothes, perfect bodies, perfect everything. They go every, you know, they take these trips, they post all of this stuff. It's clearly heavily edited, but I'm like, at what point are you, I mean, are you living your life just for your social media presence and these pictures that you're putting up? Like, this is concerning to me, you know, like people who, people who literally live on their social media all the time and, and seem, seem, and I don't know this for a fact, but I'm going to just go ahead and guess it. Um, so attached that if, let's say their perfect house were to burn down or their marriage were to end or the gym would close and they couldn't go or they were injured and couldn't work out. You know what I'm saying? Like if something like that happened, like there's some people that I know that I, and that I've seen that I interact with, I'm like, what would you have left? Like you haven't shown me anything else. And like, maybe, maybe I'm completely off base here, but like that facade, that facade that people put up on social media, 
seems to me to be very tiring. Now, I'm guilty of it too. I mean, I think, you know, we, we always post the best pictures, right? We post the best pictures, the best picture of the food, the best picture of you, the best, you know, whatever. But I don't know. I just, I, and that's something, that's one of my goals is to be cognizant of that. Like that's, that's been a consistent goal now for several years is just to be cognizant of that because I think it, what I always try to operate if social media were to disappear, which I don't want it to, don't get me wrong. Yeah would I still have any kind of a life left? And the answer to that question, I think is yes, but- Well, I think the answer to that question is we'd all ascend to the metaverse. That's well, well, and yeah, and you know, the, did you just, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg, the metaverse, we love it. I'm kind of afraid of it, but you know, we'll see. I'll, I'll end up there. I mean, we all will, so. We, yeah, I would, but we can't fight it. It's just gonna, I think it was in that last uh, terms and agreement that we all clicked across. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it probably was. You know, we should really start reading those, huh? Yeah, really <laughs> that's, clear. A, that's a goal that's going to get cut in March for me. Um, I, I definitely think though, bringing it back to like just goals and resolutions in general, I, I, it's hard to put like a tangible, like number. Right. Um, and also like social media is a, a big part of my life. Yeah, I run the social media page, right. For IEA. Right. For, and so, you know, social media is not something that I dislike and I think it can be a lot of fun and like a, a great way to stay connected and to meet like acquaintances or make new acquaintances. But I think sometimes that the culture of comparison on social media influences our own like goal setting and the things we want for ourselves, even if they're not really things we want for ourselves, right? We, we project those goals to be like, well, maybe I don't want to go to the beach, right? Maybe I hate the beach, but I like want to go to the beach and get this photo, right? Or X, Y, Z. Totally, totally, totally. <laughs> well, I do want to, we like went a little over time, which is totally fine because we definitely could have talked about that a lot longer um but i i like to end things out with a a little bit of a trivia question Trivia. there may not be a prize then you have a chance here to win win a prize okay uh and i tailored today's question for you specifically it's about resolutions and goals sort of but like twist so the western tradition there's two big songs right that we always do at you know midnight there's um the new york but then there's also old lang syne Uh, and Old Lang Syne at Midnight was popularized by Guy Lombardo and his band, the Royal Canadians, in a national radio broadcast starting in 1929. So he actually started the broadcast in 1928, but they didn't go national until like 1929, and that's when they started playing the song. What is the country of origin for the classic Old Lang Syne? I I think it's Scottish, or or is it is it Irish? It's some it's from somewhere in. in, in but you just named two different places. You just got. I know. Okay, I think that it is. I think it's Scottish. Is it Scottish? Yes, you are correct, Scotland. Boom. Awesome. Okay, I love that tune. That is one of my favorite tunes. In fact, I'm gonna when we get off here, I'm gonna I'm gonna text you a video, a TikTok video, um, of a guy who sang it uh, on New Year's that I happened to run into at like 11:59, and it was playing when the New Year came. It's wonderful and he's from scotland i'll send it to you oh yeah. Well, okay yeah that's that is perfect what a fun little fun little musical twist um that. i think it would have been a little look bad as a musician if i didn't get that so thank you i'm glad i'm glad i was able to answer that question correctly <laughs> thank you so much ben for joining me here on the spill in the tea on leadership podcast y'all can stay connected with ben on his social media his twitter uh instagram at benny boo 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 my boo 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 those are two o's in the boos Ben, what is a part of your leadership journey that you're excited for in 2022? 
Well, I think you know that I'm running for the vice presidency of the Indiana State Teachers Association. And so this is the campaign itself has been a journey, which has been amazing. I've never done anything like this before, but um, I think I'm just most excited to continue along to continue this journey. I think teachers in Indiana are starting to build momentum. Um, and regardless of whether I win or not, like I will still be out yelling and screaming about how important public education is and uh, always supporting teachers. So it's the journey continues, my friend. Yes, keep up the good fight. Um, yeah. Stay connected with Benyal. He's incredible. And feel free to follow me on Twitter, Twitch, or Instagram at Jack McHare, as well as my part-time co-host and full-time husband, Derek Savakesser, at dsavster on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you so much for joining us. Make good life choices.